Hey sis, welcome back to Girl Goodnight. I'm Return of Lamac, and every Sunday you can relax to binaural beats while I read you a melanated bedtime story. Join the Girl Goodnight gang. You can find us on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. All links will be in the episode description. Complete the form linked in our bio to be featured on the show and share your thoughts and opinions in the Girl Goodnightland Facebook group. Help your friends sleep in melanated peace. Girls, share the show and show us some love with the five-star rating and review. Our journals make the perfect addition to the show. View them and all of our merch on Etsy, link in description. Tonight, we'll be reading O, written by author Camille. To learn more about author Camille, check out the Blackberry series. All links to keep up with author Camille and shop her collection will be available in the episode description. His side of the story. Man, I'm telling you right now, I'm not trying to hear none of the bull about settling down and getting married. That's not me, dog. And I already hear the thoughts stomping around in your mind. He's a typical man. So, so what if I want to spend my life doing what I want to do? I don't have any kids. Why tie myself to a family in the headache of being constantly available for every damn thing? Women want too much. They want you to take them everywhere you go, shower them with gifts and compliments, pay attention to everything they say and like everything they like. The list just keeps going and it's exhausting because at the end of the day, men are only faking the funk and doing most of this stuff for sex. That's it. I said it. Threw my players card on the table like a big joker. Sex. That's all we want. Every man out there that's married just happened to get in the wrong bed and couldn't get out. He didn't want to stay. He got tricked. So be warned. If you plan on finding a happily ever after, he fell in love and they rolled off into the sunset in this book, you need to find another read. Fellas, holla at your boy. I'm representing in this one. Ha, Lorenzo. Now, close your eyes. Take a deep breath and sleep in melanated peace. Episode 10. I'm so sick of folks in my business. Asia snaps when we get in my car. Her little fuck buddy and his friend were gone when we came out, creeping by the blood spatter so the kids don't see them. I'm pissed the little niggas didn't clean up first, but Asia made the mess. She can do it. Put a pin in it. I'm not about to do this in front of them. She just rolls her eyes and puffs up. I don't give a fuck. I'm ready for the fallout. At the restaurant, I see other men giving me a fucked up look because they think she's my girl and these are my kids and I'm the one who put the shit on her face. One dude is so rude with it, I have to say something. If you think I did it, why don't you approach? He drops his head and scurries away. Typical. Maybe it's the cop in me that wants to protect and save everybody while others are just good at gawking. When we get back to Asia's apartment after taking the kids to play at the park, I help her bathe them and put them to bed. I sit in the chair by the door while she starts cleaning up the blood. You not gonna help? She's been waiting for the chance to pop off. Hell nah, this shit is your fault. I point to the mess on the couch and the carpet, repulsed by the scene. She puts her hand on her hip and cocks her head to the side. Are you fucking serious right now, Renzo? You shot a man and it's my fault? I lean forward in my chair and rest my elbows on my thighs. Stop bringing these fuckboys up in here anything about Matt. 
Oh, I sit back. Why didn't you just say you walked into the back of his hand? It was one time. I don't give a fuck if the nigga thought it. You raising kids, Asia. You want Tara to think it's cool for some man to knock her around? Or worse, you want Lil Mike and Fat Man think it is okay for them to beat on women? She turns away and goes back to cleaning. But I'm not done. If you can't do better than this, then give them to Aunt Maureen so they can be raised right. I'm raising my kids right. Shit, I can't tell. I look at the blood. You didn't have to shoot him. You didn't have to let him sit up in this motherfucker smoking weed in your living room while you got your ass in the back with the kids. This is their house. I'm on my feet now. They can't even come up in here and watch cartoons because a motherfucker got his friends up in your shit, acting like he's some kind of fucking boss. Where does he work? He's in between. Shut up. You sound real stupid. Ain't nobody in between jobs. Either you fucking got money coming in or you don't. And I don't want to hear shit about he can't find one. Yards need something all year. Grass to mow, leaves to rake, snow to shovel. Fuck that. You fucking with worthless ass niggas that don't care about you or your kids. He looking for a place to lay his head and hang out with his friends for free. And your dumb ass is letting him do it here. You don't know everything. She throws the rag in the bucket that's now filled with bloody water. I know all you getting from that nigga is dick. My eyes travel over her face. And some homemade ass makeup. Asia gasps and her eyes fill with tears. Am I bothered? Should I be? Shit, I hope not, because I'm not. I'm tired. Tired of seeing beautiful black women get it run through because they're lonely and all they want is to be loved. So they settle for some bullshit, label it a man, and hang on until there's nothing left of themselves and he decides to move on to the next victim. Sit down. Asia takes a seat on the couch and puts her head in her hands. I let her cry for a while, uninterrupted. I hope she's having a breakthrough. I thought he would be different. And I thought you would have learned. I don't give a damn if y'all think I'm being hard on her. Fuck that. She was raised around a bunch of men, so she should know better. She had the same upbringing I did. Ain't nothing wrong with the teachers. This is student error. He was working when I met him. He had a car, his own place. No. Oh, okay. So he was working just long enough to find somebody to take care of him. Weed habits can get expensive. She doesn't say anything. Look, Asia, I love you. Aunt Marine loves you. Nanny loves you. That nigga don't love nobody. He don't even love himself. Because if he did, he would be doing something with his life instead of ruining yours. You got kids to think about. They deserve better than this shit. I know, okay? Just leave me alone. I'm not the one you should have been telling that to. Asia rolls her eyes, gets off the couch, and goes back to cleaning. And take the kids to see Nanny tomorrow. She's worried about y'all. Asia gives me a fucked up look. I'm not going over there with my face like this. Why? You shame? Shit, you should have been shamed to stand there like a fucking target. I hit his ass back. Funny, he didn't have any bruises. He was sitting up in here getting ready to break out the PlayStation. You just don't get it. Well, give it to me. I thought he was going to be different. As much as I want to roll my eyes, I just sit here and listen to her whine about how things were good in the beginning. When she's done with her little spiel, I just stare at her. You still don't get it. Yeah, I get it. I get that you managed to graduate from college and secure a career, all while caring for two kids. I get that you may live in a bad neighborhood, but the inside of your house doesn't look like it. 
I get you got your own transportation and you make enough money to take care of four people by your damn self, but you want a man. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with wanting someone to share your life with, Asia. I'm just saying, if he doesn't have what you have, then you don't need him. Stop trying to build a motherfucking man. These niggas that's coming to you in pieces ain't got shit to offer you. You better listen to your big cuz while I put you up on game again. There are too many broken men out here, and if you don't recognize the signs before you get in deep with them, we'll just keep having this conversation. So what do you want me to do? Her phone goes off and she snatches it up. Tell that nigga you done and block his ass everywhere. Let him go back to his mama. She ain't finished her job anyway. Asia rolls her eyes and puts her phone down. Oh, she thinks I'm playing. When her phone starts to ring, I'm ready and I get it before she can. What's your address, player? The line is silent. He hangs up. Don't, Rento. Man, look, I gotta get out of here. I'm working tomorrow, but I'll be back by. I get to my feet. I need to go home, change clothes, and have dispatch run that nigga's information. I already snatched some of his mail off of her coffee table, so I know it's government. Asia doesn't want to hug me goodbye. She's mean like that. Doesn't bother me. She'll eventually get over it. Besides, I'm not doing what I think is right. I'm doing what I know is right. Episode 12. A couple of the guys and I decide to go downtown to the clubhouse for drinks after work. It's a nice bar that serves restaurant-style food and has large flat-screen TVs everywhere. On the weekends, the owner, Sutton, uses the space as an actual club. When we arrive, the atmosphere is lively. There's a band set up on the small stage playing R&B, and the singer sounds pretty good. We grab a table at the back, and the waitress comes right over and gets our orders. Mitchell coming? Martin asks after we have four pitchers of draft on the table and some tequila shots. Nah, he's got family to get home to. I pour for everybody. I remember those days. Hunter and Martin clicked their mugs together and burst out laughing. So, what about you? Hunter's looking at me. What about me? You haven't given the marriage go-round a try yet? We know Mr. L.O.V. getting plenty of pussy because the female officers love to talk, but what are you waiting for? Retirement? Yeah, he wants to wait till retirement so he can lay up in the pussy 24-7, Martin cracks. Little does he know, all he'll be doing is laying. His back won't be worth a shit by then. I shrug. I'm not giving these guys shit to bust my balls about. Fuck that. Why would a man who's getting plenty of pussy want to settle down with one? Why not? Sutton asks, and everybody roars in laughter. She's managed to sneak up behind me. Sutton, get the fuck around here where I can see you. I laugh, and she walks around and sits next to me, resting her hand on my thigh. Sutton may look like a stripper, but she's not to be fucked with. It takes a strong woman to run a bar that's constantly full of rowdy customers. What about me, love? You wouldn't marry me? She's flirting with me, sticking out her breasts and her low-cut blouse out towards me. Shit, I take the bait. I look down at her cleavage and scroll up to her eyes. I'll do anything you want me to, Sutton. You know that. I lean into her, putting my hand on her thigh and lick my lips. Whatever, asshole. Sutton flings my hand away as we all laugh and she gets to her feet. This table's on me, she shouts to her staff, and we all beat the table and clap our hands in applause. Thanks, Sutton. I wink at her and watch her fat ass as she walks back behind the bar. You know, Valentino, Martin says. 
If you did marry her, we could drink for free every day. Fuck out of here. More loud laughter. Cops who have managed to live to the end of the shift are loud and boisterous. We have something to celebrate. Life. Hey, love. The guys and I have been here a couple of hours and are finally getting up to leave when a lady approaches me. Her face is familiar, but I can't place it. That's unusual for me. I guess she can tell by my expression because she offers her name. Avery, from Central. We went to school together. Oh shit, what's up, Avery? I lean in and give her a big hug. How you been? I've been good, how about you? She's been better than good. She's been transformed. Avery was the epitome of the high school nerd. Big, thick glasses, looking overly bookish and surrounded by others just like her. An outcast when it came to everything social and acceptable by our fellow high school class. The woman standing before me is ready to take a trip down a catwalk in Paris or link her arm with a celebrity on some red carpet. She's dressed in a simple yellow business suit with matching heels, but her body looks good enough to have been paid for and her long straight Beyonce weave looks nice. The glasses are gone and the frosting on her face looks nice, especially the hot pink lipstick on her fat lips. You in town for long? I heard she moved to Miami for college and got turned out. The big city lights and her first taste of freedom had her dominating the class and the club scene. I used to ball with her brother Jerome and he was always afraid she would end up a drug addicted whore dead in somebody's alley. She ended up making it and he ended up doing time on possession charges. Yeah, actually, I just moved back to town a few months ago. I'm opening up a private law practice. She throws her hair over her shoulder and wets her lips with the tip of her tongue. That's right, you're a lawyer. I'm nodding. Yeah, she nods and we laugh. And you're a cop. I never saw that one coming. Ah, you got jokes. No, I just remember how much trouble you stayed in, especially with the girls. Her eyes twinkle. So, she takes my left hand in hers and taps my ring finger with her manicured nail. I don't see a wedding band. Is there a Mrs. Lorenzo Orlando Valentino? Oh, why you gotta call me by my whole government? Little Avery is cracking me up. I'm just curious. Nah, baby, no Mrs. It's only fair that I ask. I grab her hand and caress her palm before turning it over. He didn't put a ring on it. It's her turn to laugh. No, there's no mister. I'm still single. The guys all wave to me and head out as Avery and I sit down and talk for another hour while she nurses a glass of wine. I've already had enough, so I'm eating stale peanuts and sipping on water. The conversation is flowing, but as I look at my watch, I realize I need to leave soon. I have to work tomorrow. You know, I always had a crush on you. She volunteers this information and I'm immediately suspicious. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. But you were always so hung up on Harmony that you didn't see anyone else. Oh, I saw your homely ass. You just didn't look like much. Whatever happened to her? Do you ever see her now? I laugh. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I see her every Sunday. She's married to the pastor of my grandmother's church. Really? Yeah, they have three kids and they're doing good. Wow. I never would have guessed she would end up a preacher's wife. Not the way she was in high school. There's a hidden message in her statement, but I don't chase that rabbit. People change. 
She catches the seriousness in my tone and offers me a sad smile. They do, don't they? Yeah. I'd like to see you again, Lorenzo. She reaches in her purse, pulls out a pen and a business card, scribbles on the back and slides it to me. This is my personal mobile. Call me, maybe we can get together. I take the card and look at the number. Will do. I stick the card in my pocket and take care of the bill for her wine. We leave the bar and walk to her car. She's driving a Mercedes-Benz Class A. I open the door for her and she steps close to me. I had fun tonight. Her almond-shaped eyes search mine. She goes up on her tiptoes and presses her lips to my mouth. Damn, so soft. And she tastes like the wine she's been drinking. I lick them and use my tongue to search for hers. Just as the kiss starts to get deep, she breaks away. Mmm, she moans. I always wonder what that would be like. Well, now you know. She looks at my dick. I want to know more. Be sure to call me. She climbs in the driver's seat. Yes, ma'am. I close the door and watch her drive away. Episode 14. A couple of weeks go by before Avery and I get a chance to hook up. I waited a few days before I called her. I didn't want to seem too anxious, even if her fat ass and pretty lips got a brother think about hitting. When I finally did hit her up, she was out of town on business, so I put it on the back burner and kept doing my thing. She made it back to town this morning, and tonight I'm taking her to dinner and a movie. I don't really care to take females to movies on dates early on because you really can't hear shit to converse, but since I'm not interested in anything but fucking her, it's cool. I meet Avery at Benihana at 8 p.m. on the dot. The movie starts at 9.10, so she better eat quick. Of course, the place is packed, and before we even get in the door good, I run into a female I used to bang. What's up, love? Charlotte gives me a big hug before I can avoid it and turns to size up Avery. Hey. The one word comes out of the Sahara. Avery gives Charlotte a radiant smile. Hi, how are you? Charlotte is thrown off and struggles with a comeback. Fine. She turns her attention back to me. I haven't seen you in a while. The waiter saves me by announcing our table is ready. Let's catch up another time, Avery says to Charlotte while placing her hand on my jacket. Ready? I can't do anything but nod. It was good to see you. Ain't shit else to say. I follow Avery to our table and we sit. I can tell she wants to ask questions, but something is holding her back. Her smile isn't as bright. What's up? Why giving me side eyes? I ask. We may as well address the elephant in the room. I don't know what she's hoping for out of this, but if it's anything more than some occasional good dick, she's going to be sadly disappointed. The last thing I want is a relationship. I have absolutely no desire to be tied to one woman for the rest of my life. They want too much. They want you to take them everywhere you go, shower them with gifts and compliments, pay attention to everything they say, like everything. And the list just keeps going. It's exhausting because at the end of the day, men are only faking the funk and doing most of that shit for sex. Every man out there who's married just got in the wrong bed and couldn't get out. He didn't really want to stay. He just got tricked. Avery gives me a little smile. She clears her throat and asks, Is she an old friend? She says friend, but she means lover. Yeah, we used to kick it. 
Why lie? I owe this woman nothing. Avery licks her lips and leans in close to me. She puts her mouth to my ear. I'm so jealous. She's had some of that good dick and I haven't. Leaning back, she throws her hair over her shoulder and winks at me. Eat up and we can fix that problem. I drink from my beer and wink back. She ain't said shit but a word. Fuck a movie. We can make our own. Avery and I go back to her townhouse. She's still in the process of unpacking, but we don't need much room for what I'm about to do. As soon as we're inside, I sit on the couch and pull her down in my lap. Our mouths connect and our tongues tangle. I pull her shirt out of her skirt that's wrapped around her waist and she reaches back to unfasten her bra. Yes, Lorenzo. She starts moaning when I suck on her nipples. She's got a nice ass set of titties, but they're fake. I see tiny scars near her areolas. Money well invested. I put my hands on her waist and start rocking her back and forth against me. Let me suck that dick. Aw, shit. Avery gets down on her knees between my legs and unzips my fly. I help her pull my pants and boxers. She takes off my shoes and pulls my legs free while I remove my shirt and toss it aside. Stand up, baby. I remove her skirt and find she's not wearing any panties. I run my finger across her folds. She shivers, takes my hand, puts my fingers in her mouth, and sucks off her own juice. Well, damn. Back on her knees, Avery is looking around the head of my dick. Then her greedy mouth opens wide and takes the whole thing down to the hair. I fist both hands in her hair, hold my head back, and hang on for the ride. Her head game is fucking amazing. I feel the back of her damn throat. She's licking my nuts while I'm still in her mouth. I'm mesmerized by this Olympic performance. Fuck, girl. She's got a nigga toes cracking. Suck that shit. She keeps going like she wants to swallow my kids, but I'm trying to see what this pussy is like, so I pull her up. She climbs on my lap and tries to put me inside her. Hold up, baby. I sit up and put a stop to that shit. Reach in my pants pocket and grab a rubber. She tongues me down before grabbing it. I take it from her and put it on myself. I don't know this bitch, so I'm not trusting shit. Listen, Avery got some bomb-ass pussy. She slides down my pole and bounces on my shit, wiggling her ass around and moaning like this dick is made of titanium. You feel so good up in me. She's squeezing her own breast as she rides me like a champ. Leaning down, she puts her mouth against mine and whispers, Fuck me harder, love. Okay. I grab her ass in both of my hands and snatch her down at the same moment I stroke up. She screams and I kiss her hard and keep slamming into her until she crumbles. But I'm not done. I stand up and turn us around so she's laying on the couch and I push her feet over her head to the wall. I'm so deep in this bitch guts, her pussy starts farting. I don't stop. I bang her ass until her fingernails bite my thighs. I put my finger against her asshole. Yes! She screams and her legs tremble as she has her first orgasm. Shit, looks like I might have a replacement for Monica. I pull out and press the head of my dick against her back door. Get that shit, love. You ain't said nothing but a word. I push in deep. Her ass is so fucking tight, I damn near come with one stroke. Rocking my hips against her ass cheeks, I make sure she can take this shit. She reaches down and starts stroking her clit fast. 
Her head is whipping from side to side and she's biting her bottom lip. She's ready. I give her long, deep, hard strokes and she loves it, every bit of it. She starts cheering my fucking name. Love, love, love. I'm trying to keep my eyes open as I'm riding her to make sure she's cool. But when I feel the tingling sensation of my nut rushing up, I squeeze them closed. When I bust, I seize up. I can't even give her a few extra strokes. I open my eyes and it looks like a Skittles commercial. I see rainbows and shit. I pull out of her ass slowly. Where's your bathroom, baby? She points me in the right direction and I flush the condom and splash water on my face before returning to her living room. You want something to drink? She offers. Nah, I gotta get home. I'm prepared for the disappointed look she gives me. Avery pokes out her bottom lip as I start to get dressed. You sure? She sticks three of her fingers inside her and starts pumping them in and out. I'm transfixed. I feel my shit getting hard again and I know I'm gonna need a little more before I go home. Let me help you out. I grab another condom out of my pants pocket and slip it on. Episode 16. The situation with Avery goes left real quick. We've been kicking it for a minute, but I make sure we aren't together too much. No back-to-back fuck sessions, no spending the night, no good morning calls. I learned a long time ago how to get pussy without forming attachment to the source. But something went wrong. Somehow our wires got crossed because I just opened the door and Avery is standing here smiling at me. She has some takeout in one hand and an overnight bag in the other. What the fuck? I know you haven't eaten yet, so I brought dinner. She has a smile that doesn't quite reach her eyes as she lifts the bag. Aw, damn. I purposely look over my shoulder and put my hand on the door facing to block her view behind me. I'm a little busy right now. I lower my voice. Her expression changes rapidly from shock, disappointment, anger, and disgust. I just have to be honest with you. I haven't seen anything like it. It's like watching a strobe light change colors. Oh, she recovers quickly. I didn't realize we were still seeing other people. Her voice is louder. It's a good thing I don't have anyone inside. I step out of the house, pulling the door closed behind me and forcing her to take a few steps back. Still? I frown slightly and cross my arms over my chest. What does that mean, Avery? Avery's emotions flash over her face again and she starts to fidget. She's getting upset. Fuck, did I slip up and sleep with a crazy bitch? I thought we were on the same page. I grab her forearms, pull her closer to me and look down into her eyes. I thought we were just... I jerk my shoulders up and smile a little. You know, having fun. I didn't think this was anything serious. Wrong word. Wrong motherfucking word. I see it the moment serious leaves my mouth. She's fucking offended. You don't take me seriously? Her shriek pierces my eardrums as she pushes me off her and throws the food bag at me. It bounces off my chest and lands at my feet. I thought we were on the same page too. Her shoulders jerk up and down in an exaggerated mimic of mine. I thought we were just, you know, working on a relationship. Oh, God damn. This bitch is crazy. I have learned that the only way to deal with crazy is to act crazy too. Relationship? All we doing is fucking. 
my loud booming voice makes her gasp and cringe. Lorenzo. Nah, Avery, I'm not trying to do no shit like that. If that's what you're looking for, you got the wrong man. Tears gather in her eyes and she inhales deeply. I just thought we were good together. She steps toward me and places a hand on my chest. Now ain't the time. I take her hand off my chest and leave her on the porch. Fuck all that. Next. It's been days of ignoring text messages and rejecting phone calls and still Avery just won't give the fuck up. I hate to be the one to say it, but somebody has to. Your boy got that addictum dick. Got these females out here wanting to get married and settle down, have my babies and shit. Looks like I might have to start screening bitches before I fuck them. I get off work, stop and pick up a pizza. It's been a long ass week and all I want to do is go home and relax. But who's on my porch? It's hot as fuck out here and I'm looking at Avery in this short ass trench coat that barely covers her ass and I already know from the sky high heel she's wearing that she's naked beneath. Worse, she lets the coat drape open as I approach the front door. She's got on a bra and some little panties with a garter and thigh high stockings. She looks good as fuck. What you doing here, Avery? I'm trying my damnedest not to stare, but fuck it, I can't help it. She walks up close to me and puts my free hand between her legs. The moist heat makes my fingers curl against her. Mmm, her moan is deep and throaty. I just need you to fuck me right quick. A word? Shit, that's nothing. Yeah, I've been trying to call you so I could apologize for overreacting the other day, but I know you're busy and just haven't had a chance to get back with me, but I'm horny now. I reach around her and unlock the door. As soon as we step inside, I give her what she came for. Bend her over the arm of the chair, pull out my shit, strap up, pull her panties to the side, and go to work. I'm banging this bitch so hard my couch is scooting across the floor and she's screaming and moaning like she's starring in a porno. The shit is annoying as fuck. She yells out, fuck me daddy. And I swear on everything I hold dear, this is the last time I'm fucking with this female. This shit is bananas. We've been going at it for damn near 30 minutes and she ain't come yet. You know what? Fuck it. I blow my shit and pull up out of there. You came? Come when I come or come when I come back. Now she's mad. The pussy was too good, but look, I got some shit to do, so I'm gonna have to holler at you later. So much for understanding. Insane rage fills her eyes. If you don't love me, just say so. Whoa, hold up. Who the fuck said anything about love? You can't just keep doing me like this. Is anyone following this? Because I'm not. Avery. Now, I tried to be nice to this bitch and let her down easy, but she doesn't want love. She wants Lorenzo. So, here I go. I told you, we're just fucking. I'm not trying to be in anything serious right now. You said you came over here for a fuck. Well, I just fucked you, so raise the fuck up at my house with this silly shit. I snatched the door open and grab her by her forearm, helping her through the door. Don't bring your ass back. I slam the door so hard one of Nanny's little decorations falls off the wall. Are you still up? Girl, good night.